1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Matt O'Reilly says Brendan Rogers' management style is refreshing. Rangers fans are still waiting for that serial Dessers announcement and Dylan Levitt seals his move from Dundee United to Hibs. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight is Hugh Keevans. Well, Brendan Rogers might be a refreshing change for Matt O'Reilly and the other Celtic players, but it's almost two weeks since he was unveiled as Celtic's manager for the second time, Andrew, and the fans are still waiting for that big statement signing. Celtic off to Portugal on Monday for pre-season training. Rangers, they're going to Germany and we're still waiting for word on Dessers, but it can only be a matter of time. Yeah, since we last had you on, Hugh, there has been a, a sale from Celtic. Jota going to Saudi Arabia, uh, Saudi Arabia sorry, for around yep. £25 million. Pounds. Then there was the new contract for Kyogo that was announced yesterday morning as well. What have you made of it all? Everyone's a winner with regard to Jota. Uh, Celtic have made uh, an outstanding profit, albeit they have to pay money back to Benfica as part of the contractual agreement. And I think to get Kyogo so quickly after the departure of Jota is inspired business because it just calms everything down before anyone gets the impression that Celtic are going to become a feeder club for those in the Middle East. And you look at the other side of the city, there is no official announcement yet for Cyril Dessers. He looks as if he will be the... Sixth summer signing for Rangers. It's only the the fifth of July. That's it's you know quick work that Michael Beale's doing at Ibrooks. He had to do the work though, Andrew, because so many were leaving the club at the same time. The uh, Morelos and Kent being chief among them. It's very intriguing business from Michael Beale because all of these guys have to hit the ground running. They're under pressure from day one when they go to play Kilmarnock at Rugby Park, but it's a very interesting looking collection of players that he has assembled and the fans will be delighted to understand that they're all forward going players. Well let's hear from you at home, the beauty of these summer shows is if you want to talk about your team, if you want them to be the agenda today, then all you need to do is phone in and talk about them 01419511025 or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB but as I say, we always want to hear from you on the phone, so use that number 01419511025 we will get on to it a bit later as well, but there has been an official signing at 6 o'clock, Dylan Levitt has sealed his move from Dundee United to Hibs and I must give a mention for the announcement video that Hibs have put up which is essentially a spoof of the Al Etihad very strange announcement video that they did for Jota and Hibs have basically just put it out beat by beat exactly the same but just changed the elements to Hibs and Dundee United and Dylan Levitt it's it's very good it's being very well received on Twitter well plagiarism is an honourable part of the old profession I like Dylan Levitt as a player um, you know, I, I remember the game at Tannadice when Celtic won the league first time around for Ange Postacoglu who scored a magnificent goal that night and he's a dangerous player and I think he'll get a real lift from going to a bigger club a bigger ground, a bigger support and he will give Lee Johnson and those players a lift Yeah, lots of business is happening the new season is creeping closer a lot of pre-season friendlies 
on the go as well. I mean, it's only around 10 days until the first competitive yeah. fixtures in the Viaplay Cup group stages. And I've already seen, you know, plenty of teams that are in action in 10 days that some fans are maybe starting to get a bit worried that their team aren't doing the business that they were hoping they would do. Some are more excited because their team have been busy in the market. Yeah, well, you see some of the players coming into. Uh, clubs out with the top six in our premiership and they are what could be described as journeymen uh, you know at Ross County I know bought Eamon Brophy and uh, that's good for them but they have Roy McGregor a very rich man as their owner um, there was a huge gap Andrew as you well know between Celtic and Rangers and the rest of the league last season we'd like to see that gap shortened Aberdeen have done good business I like Dylan Levitt going to Hibs. I think Frankie McAvoy will breathe fresh life into hearts. Uh, but those underneath, um, you know, they can only deal with the kind of finance that they have. Well, let's go straight to the phones. John is a Celtic fan in Clyde Bank. He's dialed 01419511025. John, what is on your mind tonight? Basically, I tell you, the panel, first of first, I'd just like to say hello, panel. He's doing all right. good tonight. Yep. Yes, all good, John. Right, good stuff then. As I start into it, but yes, into it, boys. Um, basically, what I see is, listen, my wee pal Steve Lewis Celtic years ago, and you know what? Celtic's a bide in the club, boys. Listen, for a Celtic fan, in the making, in there, in the room, whatever the case be, you're going to be loving life because you know what's happening here? We are making millions. And all the Rangers fans through the other route, dissipating, anticipating, dissipating. Dicetons They're not having a clue What's really on here I'm going to say for a simple interview We hate it We love it And that comes from Brendan Rodgers Well now It's is safe to say John is, is happy with the return Of Brendan Rodgers Absolutely He's won the first prize in life He comes from Clyde Bank But uh, This is the time of year When you can be Super optimistic However A ball has not been kicked yet You have to wait To the 5th of August uh, as I say, Celtic have signed uh, two younger players so far. Uh, I bet that Brendan Rodgers was not involved in either of those transfers. Uh, we're waiting for the first Brendan Rodgers buy that will signify uh, the extent of Celtic's ambition in that department. But, you know, it's not as simple as saying Celtic have got a lot of money and Rangers don't have the same amount of money as Celtic, therefore Celtic will finish first. The football matches will decide that. It still will give Celtic fans a lot of comfort. Yes, many will be disappointed that Jota has left, but that money is in the bank. Yes, a portion of it will go to Benfica, but it's a big money move. And the next step is Celtic fans will be really interested to see how Brendan Rodgers is going to spend that. To be fair to Celtic, eight of the last ten major transfers in this country in an outgoing sense over the last 10 years, have been Celtic players going out, like Jota, Kieran Tierney, another 25 million there. Uh, and the Celtic have made the most of that money because over the last 10 years, Celtic have won every title except for one. So they have made the best of their good dealings in the transfer market and now the fans are waiting because there's tens, literally tens of millions of pounds in the bank. And they're waiting to see how that money is spent by Brendan Rodgers. But I repeat, it's not as simple as saying Celtic have 
£70 million in the bank for the sake of conversation and Rangers don't have anything like that, therefore Celtic will win the title. It's not that simple. When you look at the deals that Celtic have done already in Odin Thiago home and Marco Tellio, they are signings in the mould of what we've seen previously from Celtic of, of bringing in young players and hoping that they will turn into these big money sales that you've mentioned and cited. Yeah, as I say, eight of the last ten major transfer deals in an outgoing sense have belonged to Celtic in the, the last decade. Kieran Tierney was an academy player who made them £25 million. So their work in that field is unprecedented, wildly successful. Now we wait to see what Brendan Rodgers does next and how it all turns out on the park. You're talking about money there, but as you say, money isn't everything. It's about how the money is spent. Yeah. And Celtic fans will be happy with the recruitment over the last couple of years and they'll have every right to feel confident that that money will be spent in the right way. The reason why John uh, was slightly over the top for me was that in the season when Celtic most wanted to win the league title, they didn't. And part of the reason why they did win that title, and Steven Gerrard and Rangers did, was that Celtic made one bad buy after another. The goalkeeper Barkas was terrible. Uh, Shane Duffy on loan just didn't work out. Bolly, Bolling, Golly, least said, soonest mended where he's concerned. And on and on it went. And they imploded. So their money didn't get in the title that season. And that's why you have to be careful. Of course, they must be the overwhelming favourites, given that Brendan Rodgers can bring in two or three first-class signings. But we'll need to see who comes in and if they are successful. That's where the intrigue will come for Rangers supporters because we've not seen a, a rebuild or a revamp or whatever you want to call it at Rangers of this scale in quite a long time. And you talk about teams going through certain periods of having good recruitment and bad recruitment. Rangers fans will be really intrigued to see where these players fall into because there's obviously a lot of risk involved in making this many changes, but Michael Beale clearly feels it's necessary. But I think the optimism among the Rangers fans comes from one factor, and that is that things had gone stale. Morelos had been in decline for a long time, and Rangers hung on to him for too long, and it cost them money. Uh, Kent flattered to deceive for a long time, and they should have got rid of him long before they did as well. Now there's a freshness and there's an optimism about the people who are coming in. But as I said about Celtic, whoever they buy, they've got to hit the ground running and that applies to Rangers as well. We'll, we'll know from August 5 onwards. Is that why maybe the signing of Serial Dessers, which as at this point is not yet confirmed, would expect it to be either tonight, potentially tomorrow, that he is a, a 28-year-old striker, he's, yeah. he's played in Serie A, he's not of the type who Rangers are bringing in and is young and are looking to develop, they're hoping that this player is coming in as the finished product. Well, Serie A background, but didn't score a tremendous amount of goals there. And that has been uh, characteristic of the players that Rangers have brought in so far. But Cantwell hit the ground running. Raskin hit the ground running. And if Michael Beale's judgment uh, is as good with regard to the new ones who have come in, Rangers will be okay. Well, let's hear from you. As I say, whatever you want to chat to us about, give us a call 01419511025. Kevin is a Celtic fan up next in Airdrie. Kevin, how are you? Hi, uh, hi guys. Hi. What are you thinking tonight, Kevin? It's a wee question for you. Uh, 
um, Tout, there's well, rumours of Kieran Kieran Tierney been touted to come back to Celtic Park on loan, uh-huh. which is going to cost like fair amount of wages. But I've been a big fan the day he arrived at Parkhead and Moussa Dembele. So would you think it'd be worth Celtic to go for a year because he's a free agent and bring him back? Um, first of all, with regard to Kieran Tierney, I don't think that will happen. Um, as I understand it, Kieran earns £120,000 a week at Arsenal. Even if he took a 50% wage cut, that would be £60,000, making him uh, by far the highest paid player at Celtic Park. How would Callum McGregor feel about that, for example? Um, I don't think that one will happen. I think that the finance, although Celtic have plenty of money, I think finance would get in the way of that one. With regard to Moussa Dembele, outstanding player. However, he and Brendan Rodgers parted on the very worst of terms. Yeah, that was a, quite a public tweet from yeah. Moussa Dembele, wasn't it? It was something like, hashtag, be careful who you call your leader, something along those lines from memory. So, I mean, whether that was a dig at Brendan Rodgers, whether that was a dig at someone else at Celtic, it certainly was a bit of an unceremonious ending despite the fact that he was very successful at yeah, Celtic. Yeah, there's no doubt that he is a top-class player. Um, Brendan has had to put up with a lot of controversy regarding his own return. Therefore, he wouldn't be bothered about Dembele coming back uh, when the Celtic fans might have been unhappy at the manner of his departure. Uh, but I don't know if, uh, if Brendan Rodgers fancies him in the team. Uh, I'm fascinated like everyone else to find out who who Brendan Rodgers does fancy bringing to Celtic Park I'm not sure Dembele would be top of his list Yeah Kevin you think if Moussa Dembele was to come back that it would have to be a pretty significant outlay in terms of wages is that where Celtic should be targeting especially with Kyogo signing a new deal until 2027? You look at we've only really got Kyogo up front now because Oz no tried and tested yet I don't think Especially in Europe, where there's Dumbelli's been about now, so he's only 26. But I still think it would be a statement signing for Europe. There are so many variables with this, Kevin. Would Musa Dumbelli regard a return to Scotland as being necessarily in his best interest at this particular time? He may very well think it would be a great idea, I don't know. But it's a possibility that he might think Scotland would be a retrograde step. I'd just, I'd, I'd just need to put his name back in the limelight for the Champions League if he's a good season again then the big clubs will come calling I would think well you know, the, the, the fascination for me is that as I say Brendan was unveiled uh, it'll be two weeks come Friday and he hasn't shown his hand in any way I, I do believe that Tilio and Home would have been done before Brendan came back to the club uh, so we're still waiting for, for that statement Kevin and I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm absolutely convinced there will be a statement or statements plural because you can't have that amount of money and not do something with it. Kevin, does one of those big signings that Hugh's talking about, does that need to be in a wide area as a direct replacement for Jota? Uh, I would, I wouldn't, I'd say no, no so much as a centre-back and a, a big forward. I like big centre-forwards. Well, I agree with you with regard to the centre-back. I, I think there's a definite vacancy for a commanding centre-back there. Cameron Vickers has been first class. Uh, Kobayashi is young, inexperienced, and it showed when he played last season, but he's got time to develop. Uh, Starfelt, uh, for me, can be in and out. 
he was more in than out though yeah, last season. To be you fair would say. to him, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, st- I agree with Kevin. I think there's room for a centre back in there, and there, there is room for another striker because O is very raw. Uh, again, you've got to give him time to develop, mature. Uh, but there is a need for someone alongside Kyogo, not necessarily to play alongside Kyogo, but to be there. Uh, you know, Kyogo can get injured, they could get suspended, whatever. International duty with Japan. Uh, so there is a, a need for another striker. When it comes to squad building as well, you'd think if a striker of Moussa Dembele's pedigree was to hold any talks with Celtic, that he would want assurances about game time. Mm. And if Brendan Rodgers is going to play the way that Brendan Rodgers plays, he will only play with one striker. It would then be a toss-up between you know, Dembele and Kyogo, where you have to make a compromise in who plays where. It, it, it's tough for a manager to have two top quality strikers in a team as much as many managers would like it it maybe doesn't help with I don't know squad morale or yeah. squad management possibly well either Kyogo's four year contract signifies the fact that Brendan Rodgers believes he is the man the number one the main man or Celtic are safeguarding themselves in case Ange Postacoglu eventually comes back for him we don't know what's happening with Harry Kane at Tottenham uh, but Regardless of what's going on, Celtic do need another striker. The mystery that we cannot solve is what is the state of the relationship between Brendan Rodgers and Moussa Dembele? Would they be able to get on with each other, given the way they parted company? Or is it the case that one of them can't stand the sight of the other one? Kevin, just finally, how happy were you with that news yesterday morning that Kilgo had signed a new long-term deal? Yeah, I Hugh uh, in the head there Celtic are safeguarding themselves Just in case Somebody comes in from They can just put their Put their price tag on it now Yeah that, I, I do think I do think In a season Kyogo will go I, I also think Kevin That there does come a time When Celtic are obliged To function As Celtic Football Club And not sell everyone The first time Somebody offers them Big money I know money's important And you can't exist Without it However, there comes a time if you want to be making a higher profile for yourself in Europe, then you've got to keep your best players. Well, thank you to Kevin, Rangers fans. We want to hear from you as well. We'll hear a bit from Jack Butland. He's been speaking this week after joining the club. And we want to hear your thoughts on what's happening at your club. So 01419511025. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans here with me Andrew McLean in the second part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard we want you to join us as well all you need to do is dial 01419511025 you can send us a tweet as well at Clyde SSB I know there's plenty of Rangers fans out there still waiting for that Serial Dessers announcement which I think will come some point soon but uh, they have made five signings already one of those Goalkeeper Jack Butland, who has been speaking to the media this week, he says he's aiming to emulate club legends Andy Gorham and Alan McGregor, and has been watching clips of them to prepare for his time at Ibrox. So that's the plan. Um, obviously, you're talking about two goalies that have the goalie, um, obviously Griezy. You know, two guys that have got an incredible history with the club that knew what Rangers was about. So me watching that sort of um, memorial video, if you like, to to Andy Gorham the other day. Um, painted a picture of what he was like and what he meant to the club and what the club meant to him um, so I think that's what 
this club's all about. It's got a rich history of, of top goalkeepers and, and that's something that you know, I'll be looking to continue both on and off the pitch, just trying to learn about the club, enjoy it, take it all in and, and hopefully follow in their footsteps, which is, of course, a big ask because of what they've done. But it's what we're capable of doing and, and that'll be great. Andy is a Rangers fan up next in Finiston. Andy, how are you? Not bad, how are you boys? All right? Yes, good. all good, Al. Andy, what's on your mind tonight? I'm just saying the producer, I just like the way Michael Beale said, you know, he's saying all he's attacking players. I think he's got, I think definitely he's going to play two up front next season. I really do, because I, I don't know what's going to happen with Kolak and Roof. I mean, as you, I think one of them, at least one of them's got to go. Uh, but just to be, you know, he's just going for it this year. I think he's going to definitely play two up front. And then the one player that I've... Well, I'll, I've I'll take that really point, Andy, and I'll right. let you come back in, because there were certainly big signs of that towards the end of the season where instead of playing with a more traditional front three as we saw a lot of the time under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst that Michael Beale tended to play with Ryan Kent in behind two strikers that would sometimes split out wide but you just look at the the numbers game in terms of how many strikers Rangers now have because Sam Lammers has been brought in Abdallah Sima can play through the middle Cyril Dessers will come in and that'll be another striker Andy then mentions the likes of Antonio Cholak Kemar Roof, there's Fashion Sakala yeah. that was playing in one of those two positions. So there's a, a lot of players to fit into that position. I was going to say Sakala's hit or miss. The unfortunate thing for Sakala, when he missed, it was in vitally important games. He could have uh, made a big impression in games against Celtic, but he had two very bad misses. Do you think that's part of the reason why Michael Beale is going to address that yes. area? Yes, you, you've got to have greater faith in your striker than that. Uh, I think Cole Cholak will move on if Rangers get an offer. Funnily enough, Kamara Roof for me is a very dangerous striker. If he could get any semblance of fitness... But then I, how often do people say that about Kamara Roof, that if you can get him fit, then he'll score goals? He does have a very good goals record, but how often can you keep saying about a player that, you know, if you can get him fit, then he'll be a key player? Does there need to be a, a certain point where you just... Move them on, or well, can you Roof, continue to say it this summer? Kamar Roof is what would be termed as the, at the veteran stage, uh, but I wouldn't give up on him. By the same token, uh, at Celtic, uh, Mikey Johnson is back, a, a, another injury-prone player, but much younger than Kamar Roof, and I wouldn't give up on Mikey Johnson either. However, the point about Andy's making about two up front, Rangers have to win this league. They really do, because my contention is, and you can argue all you like about it, whoever finishes second gets the sack. If Brendan Rodgers finishes second, he'll get the sack. And if Michael Beale finishes second, he'll get the sack, because Rangers can't wait for Michael Beale to beat Celtic. I know he beat them after the league was won last season. Rangers need to recapture the league title. And if Brendan Rodgers is being paid the highest fee ever, for a manager in Scottish football and has tens of millions of pounds in the bank and he finishes second, the fans won't want him to stay. It's as simple as that. Andy, just on Kamar Roof, is he someone that you still have faith in that he can be a regular goal scorer and a regular player for Rangers or is it time for him to move on for you? Well, I just I can't actually quite agree with what you were saying there. I mean, it's just his injury. His injury problem, no, you said, how, how long do we keep keep giving him you know, another season another season and he's out for two, three, four months I mean he is a, he is, he is a top quality striker when he's on for him but 
it's just he's, he's injury he's injury prone, and that's that's the only thing that's putting me off. Because the the numbers game, when you talk about that area with Michael Beale, you could look at it two ways. He's maybe thinking that he wants Kamar Roof to stay about the place, but he just can't rely on him to stay fit, and he'll use him if and when. Or he's bringing in players that will be his replacement, for example, or Antonio Cholak's replacement, for example, if he was to move on, and so on. Well, if everyone is worried about Kamar Roof and his inability to get over the fact that he's injury-prone, then no one will come in from anyway. Uh, so you may have to just keep him there and hope that he can find a, a spell in his career when he's not dogged by injury. But for me, he's a natural goal scorer. What was your next point you wanted to make, Andy? I was just one, one of the players that I've just read. That I, I hope Rangers keep uh, Hadji. I really do. I mean, I think that once he gets a full season under his belt, a pre-season, uh, I really, I, I've seen a couple of clubs I've looked at him. Rangers might be considering, but I hope, I really do hope that he's a class act. He's had a real tough time of it with injuries. Yanis yeah. Hadji, he certainly didn't look as sharp as you've seen him towards the end of the season, but that's understandable when mm. there's been so long out. It'll be a case of, I suppose, how he returns after this full pre-season queue. We're now living in uh, strange times. You know, you, you never know with the Saudi interest now if, I'm not saying this applies to Yanis Hadji or to anybody else, but players in general at the back of their mind, particularly at Celtic or Rangers, would be thinking now, Saudi Arabia, £200,000 a week. So Rangers, I'm sure, Andy's not alone. The Rangers fans would rather Hadji stayed. Is Tom Lawrence a player that could be like a new signing this season, Andy? Because he was only seen very early on last season. There were certainly Rangers fans that were impressed with his early showings, but being out for the full season, is he someone you're looking forward to playing under Michael Beale? Well, definitely, yeah. I mean, I did say it months and months ago. I said, he's going to be a new signing. When he hopefully he comes back after pre-season, he's fine. He's going to be another major player as well for us, hopefully. I'm looking forward to seeing him playing. You know, Celtic won the league undeservedly. So, you know, don't think for one moment I'm detracting from Celtic's achievement. But Rangers were very unfortunate in the sense of losing Hadji for as long as they did. Tom Lawrence for as long as they did. Roof. Uh, you know, they will be, it's a real big cliche in the game, it will be like getting a new player. But it will be in the case of Hadji and Tom Lawrence. So if they are fine, healthy, then they will be big additions for Michael Beale. Andy, are you quite looking forward to the sign of Daryl Sessers? Eh, Cyril Dessers, sorry, <laughs> in, a, in a Ranger shirt, easy for me to say. Seems to he just seems all these players he signs he seems to go down there and meet some face to face and he puts the confidence into them and you know like, as you said earlier on last in Campbell I mean the players are buying it so I'm really quite uh, looking forward to the signings I know some people say that they've not scored a lot of goals but mate the way Michael Beals talk these players you know you're reading things the players are going right I am going to get back to what I can do I'm quite happy with that. Yeah, and Michael Beale's recruitment so far seems very specific. He is going out his way to fly to oh. Italy to speak to Cyril Dessers, to speak to Sam Lammers, who was at Atalanta as well. He's going all out to make sure he wants this, gets the specific targets that he wants. And he's obviously got a, an image of his mind of exactly what player he needs and what style in each position. And the fact that he's going all out and meeting these players face-to-face is showing his ambition to get these players... It's a modern-day managerial thing because I read that um, Brendan Rodgers, while at his home in Mallorca, 
uh, had called Odin Tiago to- to- home and uh, he, who happened to be in Mallorca on holiday and got him over to the house to have a, a look into his eyes as well. So, I think even Callum McGregor went to go and visit uh, Brendan Rodgers in Mallorca yeah, as well, didn't he? Yeah, but he was there to give the full rundown on the squad, but managers now like to look into their eyes and see... I, I, I'm intrigued to know what happens if they look into their eyes and think, oh, I don't fancy him at all. Uh, but all so far we've heard about all the success stories. Yeah, Andy, what's next then for Michael Beale? What Once this serial Dessar signing is announced, is, is there a specific position or positions that you think Rangers need to look at? Uh, I'm not too actually sure who would maybe cover for uh, maybe Conor Goldson. Maybe, you know, I'm not... I'm quite happy, actually. You know, maybe Conor Goldson, you know, he's hoped that... I heard he's back training a wee bit. I don't know if he's going to be for the start of the season, but you know, I am quite apart from that, I'm quite happy. Yeah, I mean, Dujon Sterling has been brought in as a, a centre back, can play right back as well, but is right footed. There is also talk about Jonathan Panzo from Nottingham Forest. So Michael Beale addressing both ends of the park because he's looking for those defenders as well. They seem to be pretty well set in midfield, although yeah. Jose Cifuentes from LAFC is a, a deal that seems to be rumbling on in the background as well. I am impressed by the speed with which Michael Beale has worked. Uh, I am impressed by the lengths he will go to. As we said, going to see these players where they live and finding out all about them. The most intriguing thing, though, is that number of players being asked to jail and hit the ground running. And the game against Celtic is on the 3rd of September. You're barely into the season. Uh, before they have to really come good in that one match in particular. So, Is that a big benefit of getting the business done at this point? No, what am I saying? It's 5th of July at the moment. Rangers mm-hmm. close to announcing a sixth signing. It would mean that Michael Beale has as full a pre-season as possible to try and get this squad to bond. They'll have plenty of pre-season friendlies to test things out. Every day is vital. And it is better for him to have that number of players to bring them together and get them organised, get them cohesive as a unit. Uh, Celtic do have a squad that have just won a treble. They have lost Jota, who's a big part of that treble, uh, but they still have, in the main, the squad that won a treble. Well, thank you to Andy, 01419511025, and you could be up next. Let's hear a bit more from Jack Butland, shall we? He hopes a move to Ibrox can relaunch his England career, but he insists that is not his priority. I'm a patriotic guy. You know, it's always important to me. My country's always been important to me. To have represented them in the past is is an honour. I would, of course, love to get back to that. It's not my sole focus my, my focus is to be successful at club level and that's to do my job here and whatever happens with that I've always said that will take care of itself um, that's for others to decide but that only happens if we're, we're doing what we need to here and I'm playing well enough um, which at the minute is my, is my sole focus and if that comes then that is, that is a bonus Yeah, the discussion around Rangers goalkeeping situation last season was pretty contentious John McLaughlin started things off and then fell out the team after those mistakes against Celtic Alan McGregor had a long spell in then Rangers fans were calling for Robbie McCrory to get his chance towards the end of the season Jack Butland has a big role now because you would expect that he would go in as number one Rangers fans will be hoping that he's a constant in the team throughout the season Well, Michael Beale has signed him to be the number one without any question And I know that Jack was only being polite there and answering a question that was put to him from the floor. 
But to, to talk about England is to put the cart before the horse. Uh, he has to establish himself at Rangers long before we talk about England. Um, and as I say, the goalkeeper, like the outfield players, must do it from the very beginning. The, the, the Celtic game on September the 3rd, if you do a McLaughlin in that game, you're off to a, an awful start. Well, still plenty of time to get your calls in. 01419511025. But first of all, let me tell you about this. Oh, you're kidding me on. Oh, thank you. Oh, my goodness. The Cash Register. Clyde One. Yes, we are back to a rollover. The call went straight to voicemail today. Remember, you have to have your phone switched on and answer within five rings. You can win £34,400. That's £34,400. But you need to be in the draw. Enter now. Text YES to 61025. That's Y-E-S to 61025. Texts are £2 plus your standard network rate. Online entry is £2 or call 0330-880-4523. Calls are charged at the standard rate. It's over 18s only. Entries since Yvonne won on Tuesday have rolled over. And all the rules for this Hits Radio Network Scotland competition are on our website. So text YES to 61025 for your chance to win £34,000. £400. Good luck. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans with me, Andrew McLean, in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Still time for you to get involved as well. 0141-951-1025. There was a story that uh, I quite liked over the last couple of days that uh, a player who has quite a bit of a TikTok following your favourite app of course Hugh that oh, you, yeah. you're using all the time who last season was playing in the Welsh Premier League but essentially his whole brand on TikTok has been him wanting to make it as a professional footballer and he's clearly got footballing ability because he's been picked up by clubs he was playing in the Welsh Premier League last season he'd filmed himself travelling to Scotland and decided that he was just going to go around different grounds in Scotland, essentially just knock on the front door and ask if he could get a trial. Yeah. And he did it at a few clubs. Ended up, a couple of days ago, went in at Morton, chapped the door. Last night they had a friendly. He was in the squad for it. That's all he did. Just chapped on the door, <laughs> went to training, was in the squad. He did get off the bench. Unfortunately, the game was abandoned last night. There was a, a terrible injury to Mikey Doyle, who was also... Um, on trial for Morton so we wish him all the best because if a match has to be abandoned it is, yeah. it is terrible so we wish him all the best but interested to see how Brandon Dial gets on and whether he gets another chance because it was only I think one minute before the, the game was abandoned that he got on for but quite interesting to see that story unfold well, I, I applaud his endeavour first of all if you don't ask you don't get uh, but you know this is professional football and Morton will be able to work out in a day or two whether he is a charlatan or a proper footballer and I wish him the very best. Do you think he must have impressed to some extent in training or his sort of back catalogue of clubs must have ex- uh, impressed to some extent the fact that he made it into the match day squad of a friendly and onto the pitch? Yeah, I mean, it, it used to be back in the day that young guys in Scotland would write to all of the clubs both in Scotland and in England and ask for a trial because they had belief in their ability and they would go anywhere and they would try to show that they were worthy of hire. Uh, so I applaud Brandon 
and I look forward to finding out whether he's in the Morton squad for the first game of the season you get plenty of letters written to you as well but I do not quite as nice are they no no they, they all end in Sad terminology. <laughs> Paul is a Celtic fan up next in Kirkintilloch. Paul, what are you thinking tonight? Hey, hi Andrew, hi you. Hello. Uh, I'm I'm listening to some of the calls uh, about Celtic getting the, the big three for uh, Jota and as well as you often says as as far as the club goes and as far as Scotland with with cash rich. Uh, now <laughs> I hate to burst in this bubble, but that's marquee, the marquee signings that people uh, I'm, I'm hearing are saying. Celtic don't sign stars. Celtic make stars. So guys like Jota in the £6 million bracket, that's that's the, the, the market that we operate in as far as stars go. We operate in up-and-coming guys to sell on or guys that have maybe been round the walk a bit like Joe Hart don't cost any real money or even guys like Carter Vickers who have been out and loan a good few times uh, and it's never it's never really happened to them but we see something in them so mm. I don't honestly think this, we're, going to be, we're not going to sign finished articles we're not going to be reading the Premiership put it that way and I don't think we need to uh, I, we've got a good business model and even if we want to progress in the Champions League I think it would be signing guys that uh, we're looking to progress after Celtic so the, the marquee signings I'm sorry it's not like ham well there, there comes a point and all of the points that you've raised Paul are unarguable you are correct but there does come a point when and I know that you're not going to go and get Harry Kane to come and sign for Celtic but there comes a point where you have to buy at a level where you have not previously bought you know a, a £10 million player for example uh, if you want to move on and make that impression in Europe, which is a, a recurring theme for Celtic, then you're going to have to try and investigate. As I say, you're not going to get the top class players from England. That would be nonsensical. But Brendan Rodgers knows the market very well. Players are uh, around about that £10 million mark. And I would take you back 20 years when and more when Martin O'Neill came into Celtic and the club required uplifting and Martin was bankrolled straight away for the John Hartsons and the Chris Suttons and the Alan Thompsons uh, and it had the desired effect Celtic immediately became a much better side and within three years were in a European final under Martin O'Neill so I think they're at that stage now where your point, as I've said, is accurate that they, they, they specialise in bringing them in on a small fee like Moussa Dembele, selling them for a big one. But they're at a stage now where they can't afford, Paul, to buy a couple of players that would cost £10 million each. Is the problem with players that cost £10 million plus is that they expect the wages to be in line with that. They expect the wages of, you know, what Premier League clubs could potentially pay them and that, that may be an issue because if you are then bringing in a player and he's on a much higher wage than your top earners already that mm. could, I don't know, unsettle or then other players then start going to the money men at Celtic and say, well, you know, I, I should be earning the same as, as this player that you need to make sure that all the fees are correct and it's not just a case of, you know, tra the transfer fees and the wages both need to be suitable essentially. With, without being silly... Uh, you have to acknowledge that you can't go on asking people to take 
cut price wages. And I'm not suggesting you go to Kieran Tierney for £120,000 a week, but you can't keep telling people you're one of the biggest clubs in the world and not act like it from time to time. But then it's just not sustainable for a Scottish club. Is no, it? but they, they, have the, they have the money. And I'm not suggesting that they break the bank. I'm saying a couple of players on £10 million would not break the bank. It would still leave you with £50 million in the bank. And with regard to wages, well, Jota had the move to Saudi Arabia not gone through, was going to go up to £45,000 a week. So that's a very tidy wage. So Celtic are thinking along those lines. Well, the reports I had seen was that if Celtic had rejected an offer worth £25 million, then Jota's wage would have automatically gone yeah. up £10,000 a week to 45000 Was there any world where Celtic were going to reject a £25 no. million pound offer? Not in this world or the next. So it's a fantastic deal for Celtic and for Jota. But the point I'm making to Paul is you can't go on talking about wanting to make an impression in Europe and also thinking of yourselves as uh, one of the most famous clubs in the world. If you've got that money in the bank, not a top-class Premiership striker, that's not going to happen, a Premier League striker. But you are entitled to think that Brendan Rodgers would be allowed to break the transfer record in Scotland. Paul? Can I just come back in there? See your comparison with uh, when Martin O'Neill came in. That, sorry, that doesn't wash now. Celtic signed guys like Neil Lennon. They were not taking wage cuts coming up here when they were playing in the Premiership. They were getting the same money as they were getting in the Premiership. That can't happen now. When Henry Larson was there, he didn't leave to go down to the Premiership because he said himself he could maybe get an extra couple of grand a week. So I'm sorry, Hugh, but your argument well, doesn't wash. It's well, a totally different time now. Well, Paul... In- in that case, Celtic will go round and round in circles. They'll bring in players like Jota. But Paul is right, the landscape of football is completely different. Scotland are so much further behind England than a lot of other leagues now financially that you just can't compete. You can't bring in players that are playing regularly at Premier League sides at all, really, because the likes of, you look at Bournemouth, are buying players from top sides around Europe and other clubs as well that all those years ago wouldn't have been able to compete. There's was at one point Bournemouth were was it Nicolo Zaniolo in, in January they were trying to buy you know some of the top players in Italy at that point well I'll make the point again you'll go round and round in circles then you'll bring in the 2-3 million pound player and you'll hope to sell them for 15-20 hopefully 25 million and you'll continue to perform badly in Europe and you won't even make the Europa League is it not just about smart recruitment though rather than just spending more money well you can spend more money and recruit smartly at the same time surely yeah but you'd think if you just continue to to do that and continue to make money you can you can keep on just bringing in more quality because there's always going to be quality out there that you can sell on Jota was major league quality for Celtic now you're going to have to find somebody comparable and with regard to another striker to help out Kyogo I, I don't accept that you can only do what you've been doing up until now. You're just going to go round and round in circles. What is the point in going on and on about how much money you've got if you have no intention of spending it? Final point to you, Paul. No, I want to spend it. I mean, I want trophies. I don't want money in the bank. I want trophies in, in the cabinet as it's been. But the, the, the market that Celtic will operate in, signing somebody at 7 million, signing somebody at 10 million, I don't think it's got to be that great a difference. The point I'm trying to make is, that people sitting here waiting and Celtic making a marquee sign 
thinking that Dermot Desmond's going to bankroll it. I don't think it's going to happen. It'll be up and coming, guys. Uh, and well, would you agree uh, with me? Would you agree with me, Paul, that if it's up and coming, guys, as you say, and you might, you can't offload them in a season unless they are tremendously up and coming. If Brendan Rodgers doesn't win the league, Paul, you want them out. Oh, I hundred percent. Therefore, Brendan should safeguard himself and try the very best he can to make sure that doesn't happen to him by bringing in better class players. Well, thank you very much to Paul. Sorry, I'm going to have to stop you there because we are quickly running out of time. These hour shows go very quickly, but do not worry because I will be back tomorrow night from six o'clock with Gordon DLs. We can continue that discussion then. And of course, there will be plenty else going on around the leagues as well. So if you want to get involved, make sure to join us and phone us then. But thank you to Hugh Evans in the studio. Thank you for listening in at home. Thank you for all your calls and all your tweets as well. But stay right there because Callum Gallagher is up next and he is joined by Scottish DJ Hannah Lang.